It's the Lawn and Garden Show with Walter Reeves on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. It's brought to you by Pike Nurseries, your neighborhood garden center. Playing in the dirt for more than 50 years. Call now with your lawn and garden questions at 404-872-0750 or 1-800-WSB-TALK. And now, here's Walter. It's 807, 51 degrees outside. This is Lawn and Garden. I'm Walter Reeves, the Georgia Gardener, and I'm here to help you be more successful doing whatever you want to do in your landscape. If you're unsure about what, when, how, why, you can ask questions. It's easy enough. The last hour of the show, we try to get most of our answers into the simple side of things. If you have a simple question, you're a first-time gardener, you just got here from some other state and wondering sort of what we do here, Give me a call, 404-872-0750, 404-872-0750. If you want to spend a week or much more longer than a week, a couple of weeks, in England with me and a bunch of garden people, and by garden people I mean nice people, not garden nerds, but nice people. If you want to spend a week in England, you can see that we have a new trip plan for garden lovers from here in the metro Atlanta area as well as other parts of the country who want to go to England to see both London, the special gardens of London, as well as the Cotswolds, which is the east, the uh, western part of England where they have those rolling green hills and all the castles and the little cottages and all those weird little names like Wibbington on Stoat is the name of one of the villages we'll pass through, and castles, oh, just all this kind of stuff. So that will be next June, June the 2nd through the, what, 11th or 12th, something like that. And you get details on my website, WalterReeves.com, of course, and see how much it costs. There's uh, deposits, and you can get the deposit refunded if you change your mind. But probably a good idea to go ahead and talk about it now, because, quite honestly, I give people who've been on trips before heads-up notice, and I did that a couple of weeks ago, and I've already had people signing up from other trips who say, boy, we had a good time going to Italy and great time in the Netherlands, and when we went to France, it was terrific. This trip to England sounds good, too, and so several people have already signed up for the England trip. So you should go ahead and talk it over with the family, decide what you're doing next June, and hopefully you can sign up, too. But again, this is open to anybody who wants to come. Spouses are welcome. People who don't know anything about gardening, welcome. We have other things to do besides visit gardens, so you'll have a bunch of fun next June. Let's go to the phones. Barbara is here in Atlanta, and she joins us on Lawn and Garden. Barbara, Hi. good morning. Hi, Walter. Hi. I've, I've planted some uh, Pikes Atlanta blend uh, seed in my part of my backyard, yeah. and I've got an area back there that's almost always been wet. I'm wondering mm. if it's over spring, but mm. what can I do? Can I should I put some lime over it after the uh, after the seed comes up, or is there anything I can do to mm. keep it from rotting out after it? After the seed comes up. Yeah, the lime's not going to help anything to make the soil drier. And it it's not going to make the grass any more tolerant of moisture. So I think lime is not the choice here. Uh -huh. um, boy, the only thing I can think of offhand, Barbara, is to add soil to that area to build it up a little bit <clears throat> and then plant the fescue on top of that. Is that a possibility? I guess it would be. Uh -huh. I've already planted the seed. So hopefully it'll come up. It, at least it's staying damp now. <laughs> yeah, at least you don't have to worry about watering. Yeah, um, right. <laughs> you know, but that ultimately is going to be the answer to the problem, I think, is to add another inch or two of whatever you think is necessary. Make mm -hmm. sure it's nicely well-drained type soil that you do add to the area and plant the seed on top if this crop just peters out because it's too moist. And you could do the planting. Gosh, <laughs> you could plant them now. It'll, 
Thanksgiving probably and not have any problem with the fescue germinating as warm okay. as it that is. Okay, sounds good. On the other side, I was going to put, I was going to spray for weeds first before I put the seed down. How yeah. long do I need to wait? I'd really rather you not spray oh, for weeds. Uh, Roundup, if you use that, the non-selective Roundup, you can wait, uh, I think it says seven days on the label. Uh-huh. But anything else, all the broadleaf combination weed killer things, okay. I think they have more potential to hurt your seeds than they do to help anything. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. So I can use Roundup, though, if I wait a week on this. Seven days. You got it. Thank you. Thanks for calling, Barb. Bye. 404-872-0750 gets you in on Barb's line here. Kevin is up in Flowery Branch and joins us. Kevin, hey, good morning. Good morning, Walter. Uh, I have some autoleucan laurels that's been planted uh, in front of my house for about 16 years, but yeah. a couple of years ago I noticed, you know, this little buckshot in the leaves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think it's a bacterial issue. It's a two-part question. Number one, can I dig those up and replace them with some new ones without there being any lasting impacts from the mm-hmm. previous infestation? Yes. And then number two, Am I safe to go ahead and uh, plant those this time of year? I know it's been kind of warm maybe for an extended period, but uh, am, am I good to go ahead and get some and get them in the ground here in the next couple of weeks? I'm going to give you a yes and a yes. Okay. The the deal with the older autoleucans, they do get shot hole disease pretty readily just because of old age, it seems to me. Like a lot of plants, they have a certain lifespan. I rarely see them more than 20 years old. It just doesn't seem like they last all that long. And 20 years is a good, you know, good span for most foundation plants. But after 20, man, they get sort of raggedy and naked at the bottom, and they don't look good, and no amount of pruning seems to help them any. So just ripping them out, planting new autoleucan laurels right now, and have something nice there. Yeah, I think I'd do that. Okay. Thank you. Watering's fine, of course, even with the anticipated water restrictions. Watering is fine for 30 days after planting, and it's going to rain, I hope, between now and 30 days. So you should be fine. Go ahead and plant some. All right. Thank you, sir. All right, Kevin. Thanks for calling. We got uh, Kim on the line. Kim comes from, to us from Toco Hill. Hey, Kim, good morning. Hi, good morning. Thanks for taking my call. Sure. How can I help, um, Kim? I'm helping a neighbor who's in her 80s um, do a little bit of re-landscaping to her house. Yeah. And I cut down an acuba that was way too big and wide. Yeah. And this is a foundation plant right near the front door. And this area gets full, hardcore sun during the summer. And um, so I'm looking for a plant that's about, you know, three to four feet tall and three to four feet wide. And I was looking at a emerald snow laurel petalum, and on the tag it said, full sun, part shade. And then I also saw a, um, one of the, um, oh, the um, azaleas that rebloom in the fall, yeah. and it also said full sun, part shade. Does that mean it needs some shade, or it can be in full sun, or both? It can be in either one. And ah. if I am going to recommend one over the other, I think I'm going to go with the Laura Pedlum. Because great okay. minds think alike, and as soon as I heard the first part of your question, I thought she should get a Laura Pedlum. <laughs> okay, because so, I like Laura Pedlums too, and it, it yeah. doesn't need a lot of trimming and stuff. I mean, like right. I said, she's older and doesn't doesn't do a lot outside. She can water it. So the white flower Laura Pedlum is one choice. The uh, purple leaved, uh, what is it? Uh, purple 
Purple Diamond, I believe is the name that Pike has. So you can get two or three sized right loripedalums. Don't get one that says grows to eight feet tall. We don't need that. Right. We need something, one of the That's smaller ones we have now. So uh, get one of the nice small ones. Ever Red is not too big, so consider that as well. But loripedalum, I think, of the right size would be just the best answer of all. Great. Thank you. Kim, great talking to you. Have fun over there at Pike and Toco Hill. <laughs> we'll Bye. see you. Thanks for calling. Marcus is in Decatur, and Marcus joins us in Lawn and Garden. Hey, Marcus, good morning. Good morning. How are you doing? Um, I have a question. I have a um, um, a tree stump yeah. that we can't get rid of. Um, my wife looked up some stuff online, said if we drill some holes in it and put some some baking soda concoction, I, I don't know, it, yeah. down it, that it help us die. Because the real problem is that the... The developers built put all these trees in, and this particular tree is growing like trying to grow into that into our house. Oh man! It's about it's about ten feet like ten feet away from the house, and it's trying to grow in the house, and it's not. It um it keeps sprouting up different locations out of the ground where it's growing, yeah, and it's like yeah, okay, yeah. we need to get that. rid of this tree. All right, so do you remember what tree it is, really, Marcus? You know, I don't. Um, I actually, I actually, uh, while I was on hold, I was like, "Let me see if my my mother knows because my mother <laughs> it was my mother's old house." Right, so right. She was like, "She's like, I can't think about what it is, but it's all over our neighborhood." I was like, "Yeah, no, I see it in every." every all right, well, I'm going to tell you what to do anyway. No matter what it is, I'll tell you what to do. Um, it's one of the very vigorous trees that builders plant because they are very vigorous. And then when the homeowner has been there a few years, they find out, man, this is too vigorous for our plant. We don't oh, need yeah, this that's, anymore. That's really aggressive. Yeah. Um, here's what you do, and not any of these baking soda, crazy stuff concoctions. The easiest way to do it is simple, but it means persistence on your part, Marcus. One, go out with a hatchet or something sharp and just chop into the stump wherever you can find a fresh part of stump above ground. Chop into it, spray it with either Roundup or Brush Be Gone. One or the other, doesn't matter. But when you spray on freshly chopped stump, it absorbs it back. Uh, a foot or two anyway into the root system of the tree. But okay. then, as you've noticed, there are other sprouts coming up beyond there, beyond the root system of the of where you, trunk where you have it. And for anything that's beyond that point, either spray them or clip them or mow them. Whatever works for you is fine with me, but as long as you keep removing the leaves persistently, and that's where your own persistence comes in, remove leaves, remove leaves, remove leaves, starve those roots because... The chemical that you spray on the stump is really only going to be pulled back about a couple of feet, and it's 10 or 15 feet away when you've got sprouts coming up. Really and truly, the best thing to do there is just to clip those leaves off and keep the roots starved all the time. They eat sunshine. If they can't have any sunshine, they'll eventually disappear. All right, it's 818 at News Talk WSB. We'll be back to more Lawn and Garden after this. This is Scott Slade, host of Atlanta's Morning News on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. We'll be covering breaking news, Kirk Mellish weather, and traffic red alerts through the weekend. And the Southeast's largest news team is here for you first thing Monday morning when you head back to work. News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. Now back to Walter Reeves, the lawn and garden advice you need. And a quick weather update brought to you by Ackerman Security. If you're a fall weather fan, it doesn't get much better than what we got this afternoon. Mostly sunny skies throughout the day, maybe a cloud or two here and there. No rain, of course. Afternoon highs reaching the low 70s. Clear skies tonight in the metro area. Low temperatures dropping down into the mid-40s. Stay tuned. 
Your most accurate and dependable forecast comes up in 10 minutes on your home of the dogs. Use 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. Ashley Frasca is out there furiously computing in number between 2 and 7 to determine who will win our weekend prize pack, which includes a pair of tickets to see Dave Coz's Christmas Tour December 2nd at the Cobb Energy Center and a family four-pack of tickets to an Atlanta Gladiators home game at the Infinite Energy Arena. Dave Coz and the Gladiators. Who wins, Ash? Caller number three. Caller number three to our contest line, 404 0750. Cindy is in College Park and joins us on Lawn and Garden. Morning, Cindy. Good morning. How can I help? I uh, have planted fescue back in September and it's just beginning to come up. Hmm. And uh, I'm wondering if uh, watering, I'm, uh, uh, I kept it from coming, um, germinating. Exactly the same thing. I thought. If she planted that in September and it's not coming up until now, somebody's not watering the fescue very well. I thought that. That is you. And so you, Cindy, have to do a better job. What are you doing now? Give me an outline. I'll tell you what to correct. Well, I have, um, well, it's kind of hard in places. I know it's out there. Um, Maybe I need to kind of soften the soil a little bit in places. And and you said that. You thought it would be okay to put, um, uh, you know, put uh, seeds down now. It is okay to put seeds down now as long as you water them. Yeah, sure. You water them, and uh, you think every day? Well, here's what I would do, Cindy. I would get four or five, maybe six or eight plastic cups and put them out in the yard where you're going to plant the seed or where you have already planted the seed uh-huh. and run your sprinkler for 30 minutes and tell me how much water's in the bottom Sorry. of the cup or tell yourself how much water's in the bottom of the cup you need for the first uh, first three or four days anyway you need about a quarter to a half an inch of water every day to get the soil nice and soaked and those little seeds really moist and soggy and Everything going going great for four or five days. And then after that, we start moving it back a little bit to watering every other day. And then we move it back the next week to watering every third day, every fourth day. By five or six weeks after you plant seed, you should be watering once a week, but real deeply. Watering maybe three-quarters of an inch once a week will be fine. But that key thing is keeping the top quarter inch moist. And that's what you haven't done for this this uh, seed that you planted back in September and any new seed that you plant just keep that in mind it may take every day make a little bit every day first couple of days soak, soak it down good after that we start backing off every week it's 827 and one half at News Talk WSB our phone number 404-872-0750 Mickey Gasaway will be with us in the next half hour and I will be at the Elegant Elf at the fundraiser in Sandy Springs this afternoon more details about that after news it's the Lawn and Garden Show with Walter Reeves on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. It's brought to you by Pike Nurseries, your neighborhood garden center. Playing in the dirt for more than 50 years. Call now with your lawn and garden questions at 404-872-0750 or 1-800-WSB-TALK. And now, here's Walter. It's 836, 51 degrees outside. This is Lawn and Garden. I'm Walter Reeves, the Georgia Gardener, and I am here to help you be more successful in your landscape. In just a few minutes, we'll talk to Mickey Gasway from Pike Nursery, but I mentioned earlier that this afternoon I will be at the Elegant Elf 
fundraiser in Sandy Springs at Lake Forest Elementary School, which is, well, if you're in Sandy Springs, you know where LaFont Theater is, right across the street from LaFont Theater. That's Lake Forest Elementary School. I'll be there around 3.30, and I'll be selling garden books. If you would like to give a garden book to a friend and you want one signed by me, I'll be there at 3.30 for an hour or so signing books at the Elegant Elf 3.30 Lake Forest Elementary School right across from the LaFont Theater there in Sandy Springs. Mickey Gazaway from Pike Nursery joins me this morning. Hey, Mickey. Good morning, Walter. How are you? So, it's my understanding that Christmas is coming eventually and Pike Nursery wants to clean out. Let's get all these plants out of here and let us do a clearance sale and get ready for Christmas trees. Was that true? That's exactly right. You have got it. So what's on sale? Everything. No, not (laughs) really. We've just got so many things. We've got um, hydrangeas are half price, 50% off hydrangeas. So if you've been longing for a limelight or a... um, any of the hydrangeas there, even I think even the climbing hydrangeas are all fifty percent off. Right. Roses are thirty percent off. Uh, glazed pottery is twenty to fifty percent off. Nice. Uh, let's see what else I've got it all written down here. Um, so many things are fountains and statuary are twenty percent off. That's great. So, I mean, it makes uh, it's sense. All over the store everywhere you go, and the stores vary a little bit. They're some of the stores have got other things, like our store has got all the mums are half price. Mm-hmm. So that may not be true at all the stores, but just some of them. But So you're going to see things at different stores. Oh, yeah. are, well, it makes perfectly good price. sense. At my house, we clean things out before the, before the uh, holiday yeah. season starts, and Pike's got to do the same thing. There's no sense in keeping a plant at a Pike when it could be in somebody's landscape. That's right, and we've got Christmas trees coming in, and we've got to make room for them. Exactly. So we've got all these plants. You've got shrubs. You've got trees. You've got flowers. All these things. I will, I've mentioned several times before that the anticipation is that we will have a new level for drought uh, watering restrictions, but I've announced mm-hmm. several times there's no restriction on watering new plants, and that's why you can go to Pike with confidence, water your plants like you would normally, and that's plant right. anything you want to from Pike. That's exactly right. And they're on sale. I mean, heck, half off? Give me a break. No, what can you What can you say? You need more. <laughs> more hydrangeas. Right. More. I'm trying to see if there, I think that's, oh, and the Planting mix in the potting soils are twenty yeah. percent off. Ha- uh, foliage house plants are twenty percent off. So it's just everywhere, everywhere you go. You just have to wander through, and you'll find all the stuff that's on sale, and you'll be so excited. Well, you know what, Mickey? Let us kill two birds with one stone here. All morning long, I've been inviting people to tweet questions to me through my Twitter account at hashtag AskWalter, and one of the questions is. Ashley Frasca, she's on the phone right now, and she repeated a minute ago. It was, what do you do to chrysanthemums to keep them from being leggy? And I said to Ashley, I said, that is a Mickey Gasaway question there. So, you Mickey, let's answer the Twitter the question. Till the 4th of July. Cut them back when? Till the 4th of July. So you, you keep you, them. I just, when mine come up, because they'll kind of try to, their photoperiod, they try to bloom in the, in the spring, too. Yeah. But I cut mine back, and I keep them at about three or four inches until the 4th of July, and then I let them go. And they're never going to look exactly like they do now, but they're um, they're beautiful. Yeah. I mean, mine are pretty. I've got them in the yard now. I've got one that I just planted for some reason um, right by my um, um, heater, 
and it's doing great. Yeah, I don't remember when I cut mine back. I remember doing it once in the summertime, and mine the same way. They bloomed, they flowered in the fall like they're supposed to, and now it's like it's sort of bedraggled. I'll cut off the, the tops for winter, and then when it sprouts next year, let it grow until and I feel like cutting it back again, and we'll have some more chrysanthemums. So well, you and, you can. know, I think they look even more natural in the yard that way than when you first get them. So they're, they're great perennials. I used I to have a friend who lined... It must have been 100 feet of sidewalk on both sides of the sidewalk. And all she did in the fall, as soon as hers had bloomed, she would cut off cuttings and just stick them in stick the ground. The ground. Every mm-hmm. six inches, it looked like bing, 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 bing. And most of them sprouted, came up, and she had a whole sidewalk lined with chrysanthemums. Oh, I bet it was beautiful. It was beautiful. It, it was gorgeous. Beautiful. Easy to root, mm-hmm. easy plant to have. And some, as you say, some pike nurseries have them at 50% off. Some, and not all. Not all, not all. Not but all. every pike nursery has all sorts of things, trees and shrubs and roses and hydrangeas and glazed pottery, all at various uh, percentages off. So that's the pike pick of the weekend. Go to a pike and find something on sale. And you don't even have to ask. <laughs> exactly. You don't even have to ask for the pike pick. It's all on sale. That's right. All right, Mickey. So where would we find the location of any pike nursery in the metro Atlanta area? At pikenursery.com. It's great to hear that. When does Alabama play LSU? Uh, this afternoon. Uh, no, tonight. Oh, About boy. the same time Georgia plays. Well, I'll play. I'll listen to Georgia. Maybe I'll switch back and forth between the two of them. Yeah, yeah. All right. We'll see all you right. soon, Gazeway. Thank you. Roll Tide. 404-872-0750, the number on Lawn and Garden. We've got Brian in ball ground with some strange creature that he's found. Hey, Brian. Hey, how are you, sir? So what do you found? Um, we found a hammerhead worm, and um, it was actually it was just on our driveway. Yeah. But we have a bunch of land around there with quite a few worms, you can tell. Yeah. And I was just... Uh, wondering if there's something I need to do about that. Our, um, we looked it up and they said that they were native to Florida. No, I don't think they're never... native. I, I think most of these uh, flat-headed hammerhead, if you want to call them, uh, worms are native to Europe, I think. Think I could be wrong. They are generically speaking, they're a, a, an organism called a planaria, and the one that you have most likely is one called Bipalium cuensa. Ooh, that's a good word. I'm just so proud that I even know it. Bipalium cuensa. And Brian, the harm that they do is not to humans particularly, but they eat earthworms, so they can't be good. <laughs> so. Yeah, exactly. We we just came back from Florida. Yeah, and that's. Well, I was wondering, because the kids' toys were out, like, um, yeah. out around the house. I didn't know if we had brought it back or it was something that I needed to look look into further. Nah, there's nothing. I mean, you can't prevent them. There's no bipalium cuensa be gone chemical or anything like that. Yeah. So when you see one, dispose of it. And the yeah. easiest way for me is to flip it up with a stick onto a place that's real dry because they dry out. You'll see how slimy they are. You put them on yeah. a dry place, they it dry out in a half an hour. Strange. Yeah, they look weird. They look sort of spooky weird as they move their little head around. Uh, yeah, nothing that's going to you know, hurt anything else other than the earthworms, and we don't want to Want to let okay. Bipalium cuensa. Even Ashley's impressed with that. She, yeah, yeah. Planaria. Call on planaria if you want to, Brian. All right. All right, we'll man. We'll see, you, we'll see you soon. All right. Bye bye. We got Sandy in Atlanta, DA. Hey, Sandy. Good morning. Good morning, Mr. Reeves. Thank you for taking my call. How my giant, my beautiful, ancient eight story 
White Oak has been tortured for years by Yahoo's hanging tractor implements on it, Uh-oh. and it's now dropped three branches, 90 degrees, all the way around. Mm. The fourth one is hanging like the sword of Damocles over my head, and I'm concerned, <laughs> is that one going to land? My second question is, it's now completely bald on one side, yeah. and if it's that huge and that flat, bald on one side, is that, what is the statistical probability that thing is going to fall over? Let me, first, let me first compliment you, Sandy, for saying, like the Sword of Damocles. I love classical references on the show. I don't get to use them often enough. Last Saturday, I used Occam's Razor, which was a lot of fun to, to mention what Occam's Razor is and relates to a decision in the garden. But the Sword of Damocles limb that's followed, that's uh, hanging from the tree, we've got to think about this. And... You know, to be real blunt, this is nothing that I feel comfortable diagnosing from afar without pictures and things like that. And honestly, what you need is a tree hugger consulting arborist is what you need. And most consulting arborists are exactly that. They're somebody who loves trees and doesn't want to kill a tree, but they'll tell you the truth about what to do to keep it alive or if it needs to go. So we find a consulting arborist. That's the easiest thing to do. And it place to find them is georgiaarborist.org website. Do they have legal authority over an ancient tree in that if it's someone else's property I haven't been able to purchase yet? Legal, what does that mean, legal authority? Well, can they say that this tree, if it's in a registry of some kind, that they can say you can't hurt this tree and then the, the people who own the property that haven't sold it to me yet get mad at me because <laughs> I created some sort of a legal problem. They are not, consulting arborists are not legal uh, people like that. They're not enforcement people. They are simply consultants, and you're, they're, you're paying them. They're on your dime. They'll tell you what the truth is, and you can communicate that to your neighbor in whatever way you want to. But no, they're not going to report you to authorities or tell your neighbor that the tree is a legally protected tree or anything like that, no. Well, thank you so much for your time. I appreciate that and hope you have a nice weekend. GeorgiaArborist.org. That's where you go. Thanks for calling, Sandy. I think we have time for Connie. We've got time for Connie here. Yeah, Connie, Connie, Connie. Join us on Lawn and Garden. Hey, Connie. Good morning. How are you? I'm well. How can I help, Connie? I have three lemon trees that I actually um, planted from seed, and they were doing real well, and I got spider mites. Yeah. And I've started spraying them with neem oil, and I've tried to spray them with Natura. Yeah. Uh, and I can't get rid of them. Every time I think I've gotten rid of them, they come back, and now I'm getting little black spots yeah. all over my leaves. Make sure that neem oil is on the back of the leaf. Okay, I mean, not on the as, front, just on the back. Yeah, go as far as, and this is... I know this is excessive, but I remember one year I was just plagued with spider mites on my Meyer lemon. And during a ball game, I remember sitting on a little stool by my Meyer lemon with a little foam paintbrush and dipping it into the uh, neem oil and just painting it on the back of the leaves to make sure every leaf got the oil on the back. And that seemed to do a pretty good job because I was thorough about getting oil to suffocate the spider mites there. Okay. All if right. So no need in changing the dirt. No need in changing the dirt. But if you don't okay. control them, you're exactly right. There are a misery and a half spider mites on citrus trees. Just one of those things that they do and have, and you got to control them because indoors, that's a great place for spider mites to explode in their population. So get after them and don't let them get ahead of you. Thanks for calling, Carrie. It is 848. We'll be back after this. Woo-hoo. 
This is Scott Slade, host of Atlanta's Morning News on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. We'll be covering breaking news, Kirk Mellis weather, and traffic red alerts through the weekend. And the Southeast's largest news team is here for you first thing Monday morning when you head back to work. News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. Now back to Walter Reeves, the lawn and garden advice you need. Yes, Scott Maxim is having a bit of a nervous breakdown in the studio this morning. A quick weather update brought to you by Ackerman Security. Pretty much we start a cooling trend this week today. In fact, right now it's 51 degrees. Tomorrow, this time in the mid-40s. Over day, over over today, it'll be in the low 70s. Same thing tomorrow, 73, 74 degrees. Fall, we hope, has begun. And we hope a little rain comes in after that. The full weekend forecast comes in 10 minutes on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. And don't forget, we think we think that there are going to be new watering restrictions that will be announced this coming week. If you need a summary of the watering restrictions, go to my website. It's right there on the front page or georgiadrought.com. For our last question, Ashley, let's do a Twitter question. we got a quick one here. Love that folks can easily get on Twitter. They don't even have to tag you or I. Right. They just use the hashtag AskWalter. Okay. And that is what Owen did. Owen said, when is the best time of year to transplant panic grass? Oh, panic grass is fabulous grass. Oh, man, Very it's pretty. a good-looking grass. Panic grass is really upright. It's not like um, pompous grass or maiden grass or penicetum or your favorite muley grass because you love purple muley grass this time of year. It's so beautiful. That pink yeah. just stands out. It's yeah. amazing. There's, uh, let's see, there's a panic grass called heavy metal. There's cloud nine. There's um, the other one over there. But anyway, transplanting grass is, is much better done not now. And I know that's a temptation because we say, well, transplant your trees, transplant your shrubs, transplant your flowers in the fall. But the best time, it seems to me, to transplant a grass is in the spring. And so, frankly, I wait. I cut my grasses down, as most everyone does. I cut my grasses down to about six inches high in the uh, wintertime when the, when the foliage turns brown. But I wait in the spring until I've gotten the first couple of sprouts coming up out of the grass and then transplant. That might be... What, mid-April, mid to late April probably before I transplant it. And cut it back when? Cut it back anytime in the wintertime when it's cold. Do not burn it back. I know people like to do that on pompous grass, but you get all sorts of problems in burning back your pompous grass plumes. Don't do that. All right, it's been a great Saturday morning on Lawn and Garden. I have been so gratified to have the loveliest services of Miss Ashley Frasca, screening calls, answering questions off the air, managing my Twitter feed, and just doing a fabulous bang-up job. Scott Maxson, Back to the Land of the Living, is not having a mental breakdown here. We found such a great song during the middle of the show for having his, her mouth washed out by soap when we had an insecticidal soap question. That was awesome. Scott Maxson, you're the man. If you didn't get your question answered today, you can always go to my website, WalterReeves.com, see details about the trip to England next June and my appearance today at the Elegant Elf in Sandy Springs at 3.30. We'll see you next Saturday for another edition of Lawn and Garden.